Okay, I'm at the box. You're going to get a lot of background noise today, guys. Good luck. Woo! Good morning. Good. I know, right? It's gone. This day has gone by so fast for me. Has it? Yes. I'm, I'm shocked at, that it's already 1 o'clock. Just lots on your plate, or the relaxation went so fast, like the morning cartoons? Oh, and, no, you know, it wasn't even morning cartoons. I mean, I was laying around in bed a bit, talking with Sergio and stuff, but no, it was just, there's just so much to do, and my brain is busy, busy, busy. Gotcha. I have had a little bit slower morning, but in a couple hours I pick up Trinity, and I think it's going to speed up then. <laughs> right. As it does with eight-year-olds. Right, in a lovely way, too. I know, I know. I've got a little play date for her with one of It's this little girl who's two years younger, but she loves Trinity. Nice. She ends up giving her more hugs than they do playing. So. <laughs> Super sweet. I know, it's, it's really cute, so. Hi, Phoenix. Hey, how are y'all doing? Good. Good. Good, good, good. You know, I think my relaxation level goes down when I have scheduled items I'm, oh. I, I've been paying closer and closer attention to this I think this is a route I'm going to have to break and release because oh. I have this at 1 o'clock I have something at 3 o'clock and then I have something immediately after that and before all of this I had to get um, a rough estimate to a client for the construction business and then I also had cleaned up after the barbecue last night so I mean it's just because I know there's a list I think it really changes how I feel yep I can relate, for sure. Yeah, I find that interesting. I've been noticing it, because this is, Laura and I have been talking about this too. Every time we want to do something, since we started this clubhouse, because there's a time it's happening, mm -hmm. I, I feel a different kind of pressure. And I have to, I mean, I've gotten over my need to be early to stuff, like my mom raised me, but I still mm. feel something that I can't put my finger on. Hmm. Is it? Is it a sense of obligation? For me, I think it's a sense of obligation. Like, if it's scheduled versus, I'm not saying that's real, but versus, um, you know, like if I'm talking with someone and we're like, hey, let's let's get on Clubhouse and like talk about it. Right. I, like, I think oh, that would be more fun, actually, to have that freedom to just, oh, let's do it now, kind of thing. Yeah. Like yeah. I know that. Spontaneous. And then, and then also for me, if, if something is scheduled and I know, like, if, say it's not for two hours, those two hours, though, I'm kind of thinking about it in a way that isn't uh, maybe productive or helpful. Because then I'm, I don't know what it is about that time. So it's, it's something that, about waiting in there, too, right? Yeah. Yes. I think it's, um, Christine, like, I think I can relate to that because uh, we all have our deadlines, you know. Uh, mine is like the school deadline that are constantly there. Mm -hmm. and constantly thinking about that it, there's a wear and tear to it and it's nice to be like you said not have a scheduled clubhouse but a spontaneous one that feels more fun and less planned it's like okay i've got another deadline or i've got another expectation with a time stamp on it in the future so i can yep. relate to that a little bit interesting hey, christine mm -hmm. can, can you can you make me a moderator so i can ping a couple people oh yeah work? i'm so sorry i forget these technical stuff give me one second that's okay i'll make a moderator and i'm gonna make sam a moderator and monica a moderator i love i love the power, I feel the 
Okay, so now if I want to ping somebody, what do I do? Okay, let me not ping them. Okay, go down to the bottom right where that plus sign is. Uh-huh. Ooh. Hit on that. And you can scroll up through this list, right? And all you have to do is tap that and it automatically pings them. But I'm going to send a text to people that I know aren't currently online. So I'm going to scroll down to my friend Mystic Listener. Are we having a... um... Is this a more just sort of informal chit chat about it, or is this like our official? Thing um, no, we're just we're just gonna chit chat. Okay, I like that better. Yeah. So that popped in Mystic. Yeah. Are we? We're gonna talk about the disturbing new energies or the old peeps return, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. I want to bring her up then, in case she wants to share. There's somebody else I'm trying to remind that expressed interest. I can't find Hanaya on my list. I know she's a clubhouse member, but I can't find her. So if anybody wants to ping her. Yeah, I just saw her. Where is she at? Hanaya J. Okay. Hmm. Grabbed her. If you see where it says share at the top right when you're when you, after you hit that plus sign uh-huh. and you you see the share if you tap that then it'll bring up like your text and you can text it. Oh, okay. It brings up more options. That's why basically. it's nice to have their phone numbers. See, I know there's reasons they have certain things done and everybody's like, "Oh, I'm not safe there. There's data leaks and and they record everything and I'm like, "Well, I record everything." <laughs> Sorry, guys. I'm not saying anything on any any platform that I'm not willing to say to the whole world. Yep. That's how I am. And I don't I, think there's anything we could say that consciousness is not already captured and has been passed around. Exactly. And I've tried to explain to people there is no privacy, and this fear of privacy is, is a man-made trap. Because... You walk into a room, everybody knows everything about you, but we pretend not to. I mean, we do put the veil in place and pretend not to, but in the end, it's always there. Everything's always there. I agree with that. I don't hide much. (laughs) (laughs) In fact, there was, I don't know if I should be talking about what I wanted to talk about now or in that other one that we talked about, Christine, Mm -hmm. for like mending a broken heart type deal we can talk about it now and then i'm good with multiple locations of conversations okay i'm in a i'm in a park guys so i'm gonna have a i'm gonna have background noise today okay you're gonna do what i'm sitting at a park joel said joel wanted to come to the skate park and instead of staying in my house where it's going to be quiet i'm at the park and there's baseball games going on and all kinds of fun stuff gotcha um is laura coming no, Laura's going to a wedding today. Her stepdaughter's getting married. Oh, wow. I know, it's super exciting. That's fun. Yeah, I'm looking we're, forward to pictures and all. I'm in Toronto. Well, I'm just a little bit north of Toronto now, but this whole area is shut down and we are not allowed weddings. Where We literally got a text a couple days ago, stay at home order. Like, if I go from where I am an hour to where my mom is, I could get pulled over and questioned. 
What? That's, That's crazy. Where we are at. No parties, no gatherings. When did um, that happen? Recently. We had that before, um, but we don't anymore. Recently. Well, we, we had it for a few months, and they opened up maybe a few weeks, a month ago, and then just a few days ago, no, back into full lockdown. So, um, so like uh, all stores except essentials are closed, even grocery stores, the non-essential items, you know, like envelopes, school supplies, and diapers, um, and pens, they're all closed off. You're not, like, they won't refuse to sell you anything non-essential. Oh, that's just ridiculous. Are they... Liquor stores Monica, are, are they, like, uh... Right, Monica, right. are they basing yeah. that decision off, like, because see here in Northern California, if ICU numbers reach a certain point with a COVID statistic, they use that metric to shut things down. Are they doing something similar there? Like, ICUs are slammed with COVID again, so they're shutting really it down? Sure. I'm not really sure, but, like, the numbers have been going up. Like, I'm not following it so religiously. Like, I'm just trying yeah. to avoid as much as of this as possible because one thing that um, vaccines are, like, they're really rolling out the vaccines here, and there's a lot of people reporting, and I keep hearing this from so many people. A lot of people said, well, we got a vaccine, and two weeks later, and they don't connect the two. Coincidentally, two weeks, like within a week or two, they get sick from COVID and they don't, they they don't realize that, hey, you know, maybe it could be, could it be from the vaccine? I don't know. But there's been a lot of that. So there's a lot of vaccines coming out and, and the numbers of COVID cases are rising. So I don't know. It's pretty rebellious here. I went to a jujitsu tournament to support one of my friends and I walked in and I had my mask on and just so I don't scare any of the natives. <laughs> yeah. And um, and I asked the guy, I said, masked inside or out? And he looked at me and he's, he's the, like a nice guy, but his face just like turned and he's like, we're adults here. You can wear a mask or just take it off. <laughs> and, I, and I walk in and like two people are wearing their masks and everybody else is. No, you like they will yeah. refuse you entry if you're not wearing a mask. And I mean, full over your face up until your eyeballs. Wow. Like wow. if you yeah. if you keep the mask a little bit lower, like I... I, I have 90 seconds before I, I start to get lightheaded and I'm like, I can't, I can't breathe through a mask and ask anybody, hey, where can I find this? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because I start getting um, dizzy and lightheaded right away. Um, but no, like I, they, they will not, they will police you to make sure it's over your nose that like to, to a point in it, this has been the case for a while and it's kind of crazy here. Wow. Yeah, I don't go to many places when they police me like that because I can't keep it fully closed either. I mean, I have the metal band that's supposed to pinch to your nose. I have that in a nice arc so that there's air coming in and out from my nose. Well, we've been working from home for like m many years before this. So, I mean, we don't go many places other than I'm stocked up on food. I go here and there to a grocery store when I like need something. But mm -hmm. like, Oh, I have curbside pickup groceries. I just put it on my app, order it, and then just drive over and they put it in the back of the car and they sign for me and yeah. everything now. Yeah. See, for me, I, I need to go inside the store and look at, okay, what do I need? Mm, yeah. Look, vegetables. Yes, I need vegetables. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, I mean, if I, if I was to make a list, I, I don't know. Yeah. What to get. Well, that's what I like about the app is I just open it and I start perusing things and oh yeah, I want that because they make suggestions for different times of the year too, seasonal things, holidays. They put out a, like a collection of stuff that inspires you to think. So yeah. it, it's I've gotten used to it in the last year. And I've it's gotten used to online shopping. Yeah, it's so much easier on me. <laughs> um, except for clothes. What? 
like, well, that's one of those things you kind of have to try on instead of ordering from, like, the Oh, but, but don't you know you can't try on anything? So even if I go to the store here, I can't try anything on. So I, ha I might as well order it. Some places you can, some places you can't. Oh, here, none of them. Nobody lets you try on anything. That's the funny thing. It's like I noticed a lot of inconsistency here with things. It's exactly. Like, oh, but then, but here's the funny thing. I went to one store and I, and they said their change rooms are closed. And I'm like, oh no, but I live like an hour away. Like ah. how much time do I have to return if something actually like literally doesn't fit? Because you don't always know. Right. So you go out to your car. Else. Uh, no, I think we can go ahead and give, get started, guys. Okay. okay. I pinged my friend Angela. So she's listening in. Oh, hi, Angela. That's her down there below. Hi, Angela. On your phone. Hi. Was there, was there anybody else on uh, our, our back channel that we were supposed to get? Uh, they, or they, they probably know. Yeah, they know. I, I sent them the notice in the group, so if they didn't come, it's because they can't, I'm sure. Gotcha. Okay, so I'll go ahead and open the conversation. We're talking about today the disturbing new energies and different things that we're feeling. Um, some people are having sleep issues. Some people are having concentration issues. Some people are being overwhelmed by emotions that they know don't belong to them. And then others are having reconnections to things coming up from the past. So, and, and as if it were even present in this moment. I think all of this is interesting. I, I think I'm good to start with your story, Phoenix, since that's, I haven't heard anything of the details. Okay. Um, <laughs> right out into the deep wind. One, two, three, go. Yeah, I've been anxious hey. to hear it. <laughs> okay. All right. So this does uh, sort of go with the old peeps returning um, and also the mending of the broken heart type thing. And it's been really interesting. And nobody, only one person here is, is familiar with this story somewhat. Um, so... Oh God, where do I start? Okay, so I've been trying to quote get over my ex, and done. I mean, we broke up three years to two years ago. We haven't spoken in eight months. It's been fine. Like I've dealt with stuff, dealing with stuff. I've done it, you know, sober, and which has been really helpful to do things sober, y'all. Um, and I've recently sort of played with the idea of dating again, like I've mentioned before. Um, as far as the power of manifestation, uh, it always amazes me how, how this happens for me. In this particular case, on another app, um, I came across someone um, who looks exactly like my ex-girlfriend. Uh, whose energy is exactly like everything is exactly almost exactly like my ex-girlfriend so when I saw this person on on the on the other app that I'm on I was just astounded and was obviously drawn to her and she's uh started following me on the other app so I followed her back and I'm like okay and I'm 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 watching her 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 videos and and we're a little bit friends you know not you know just super casual like anybody else on that app not like most people on that app um but it was to the point where i was like seeing my ex-girlfriend in in this woman and i've even i don't want to say uh, come to find out and i'm like looking at these videos and i see that 
her backyard looks very similar to where the state to North Carolina, where which is where my girlfriend moved. Uh, my girlfriend left me. I live in Dayton to move to Durham, North Carolina, for a job. And uh, I'm like, holy shit, that that kind of reminds me of North Carolina. Isn't that funny? Uh, come to find out, it is North Carolina. No way. <laughs> they live in the same fucking town. So these, this doppelganger that I have manifested on some level lives in the same town as my ex, looks like my ex. Her kids are the same age as my exes. They have the same energy, the same body type, the same face. God, I'm getting ready to cry. Mm. Hug. <sighs> Thank hug. you. Virtual hug. So you've been dealing with this for a bit now. And so where where's your brain going with it? Well... Well, it's kind of like showing me that maybe, okay, if a few different levels, because I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm interested in talking to this person, but I'm like, how much am I transferring? Right. You know, mm-hmm. am I transferring it over because of all these quote coincidences? Are these two time, you know, are these like, is it like two like different timelines that are just like merging? In a, uh, somehow in this like fucking town in the state you know because I've been there to hang out with you know my ex when we were seeing each other long distance mm-hmm. so I recognize the places and I'm like halfway yeah you miss your old person still you yeah I do but you know I was I was getting really okay with it you know like accepting like well that's how it is and you know, moving into that acceptance phase. And then I open myself up energetically to want to date. And this is who fucking shows up, a doppelganger of my, excuse my language, a doppelganger of my fucking ex-girlfriend that is everything, is a, is is like almost exactly the same. <laughs> and I'm, I'm losing my mind. So I'm really trying to keep my distance. Okay, so I've been through this same experience, but not quite as intense as you. So maybe I can share that and it'll help you a bit. And then, of course, on Thursday, we'll actually find the root of the the broken heart and we'll work on that. But today, we're just going to be casual conversation about it. So I moved to Las Vegas. I was, I'm, I was married and um, I ran into this guy who looked just like my biggest boyfriend. Like the, the, the first guy I was with. I mean, the whole story and and a heart-wrenching separation and he had always intended to marry me but I went a different direction when I moved etc now so I when I ran into this guy he said something that threw me into the idea that he was the guy that he was my old boyfriend and I got stuck there so even when when I called him on it and he admitted no it's not him and he told me who he was and we got to know each other it was this weird connection of but I love him I'm willing to love him it was, it was overpowering how easy it was to love this guy that I didn't even really know. Yeah. And, and I didn't, you know, I'm, I'm not a cheater. There was nothing that happened between us, but there was just this desire that, because I was in a state in my marriage at the time that things were, were not well. And there was this desire to find in this, this old boyfriend doppelganger that connection. And so one day I sat down with him and I just had the conversation with him. I said, look, this is what happened. This is how I feel. And he says, oh my gosh, this must be so hard for you. 
And I just started weeping because it was so hard. And he didn't do anything other than acknowledge that I had a struggle and that he was not in on my struggle. And I think that was the key that made it possible for me then to release that he has nothing to do with this. This is about my other issue that I'm going through, which is wanting to be loved again, which is wanting to be close to someone. And by, by recognizing all of that, things started to change. But before I recognized it, it was like every minute of the day I was thinking about this guy. <laughs> Oops, I think I got kicked out. I lost, I dropped out of the club. Hold on. I gotta join the room. How do I get back in? If I, it says start the room, how did I get lost? Start the room. Oops. Good that you had that moment with him. Yeah, that's amazing, Christine. Phoenix, may I say that I have shared with you like a a peculiar attraction kind of hanging over me. Uh, um, and in so far as I shared it with you, do you remember when I told you out loud that I felt something and I showed you the person? And, yes. Um, in so far as I told you out loud, I gave it to you. I shared it, you know, the the... I didn't have to absorb it alone. And maybe you can go a step towards that also, where you have just unbound your story before us and leave it here with us because we're big enough uh, uh, to, to help you handle all the emotion. And I, I think you can uh, uh, take advantage of our strength in this moment. Thank you. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, just being able to like, finally talk about it, you know, with a group of people that, yeah, could either understand or, you know, and, and understand the, the, the weirdness of it, too. You <laughs> right? know? Absolutely. Phoenix, if I can add something, I had a couple of um, sort of similar, comparable, different details um, situation. And you know, like it's actually probably quite a few, so many that I can't even think of one particular good example because there's um, a number of various situations. But um, so the first, like at first when, when something like that would happen, it would always just kind of like, what is this? Is the universe messing with me? Am I gonna, is this a test? Am I gonna fail? Oh my God. But um, <laughs> when I, yeah, it messes with me, right? Yeah. <laughs> really? hits your it hits you where it hurts in the in the most tender parts that about ourselves like where where we have a hard time accepting our own perceived perceived failings or or like our traumas or or whatever, whatever yes. the situation may be at least that's what it would be for me in too many cases <laughs> but what i eventually started to realize and the more i i opened myself to this possibility the more I started to look at the, the beauty and the magic and like, oh my God, this is absolutely amazing and magical. This is wonderful. This is a beautiful gift from the universe. I mean, it didn't feel like that at first, so I completely understand. 
But um, what I found is, from my experience or many experiences, is that um, the universe or like whatever brings those scenarios back, but in a in a gentler, in a you know beautiful, softer. Um, safe in a safer way for us to look back at our feelings and which we haven't really fully resolved um, and and be able to look at those again in like a from a safer space and to be able to start to see them more clearly because often we get like a belief system like okay there was one guy that um, when I was a teenager I had a big crush on but I was very and we were friends for years and I was just so, so shy and I just felt like this invisible girl. And then I ran into him many years later and and um, we had a couple of nice chats and um, he. Um, it turns out that, you know, that was just my own belief system that it's like, okay, well, no, I'm this invisible little person that, that he was never going to even uh, notice, which was, you know, my illusion and turns out I was wrong, but... Um, you know, like that's just one minor example, but um, yeah. a lot of times, like it, it gives us the opportunity to, to look at it again from fresh eyes and from outside of our um, the perspective we had then that was maybe contributing to so much pain, and just to put like some new energy into it where where we um, can turn it around and look at the beauty of all of it and look at the love and bring the love back into it and start to really let our heart heal yeah, so i like that yeah so that that's just like that's just been you know that one lesson that i had to learn so many times for me to to get it and i mean at the beginning it's always rough but you know when and like it's always good to talk about it so i'm glad you were able you felt comfortable to share this with us thank you so much I like this idea too that you you picked somebody who is just like your ex. So what happens I think a lot of times in breakups especially is you move into these in order to leave. So like when I was getting divorced, in order to leave, I had to focus on everything that was wrong in my relationship or I wasn't going to leave. And then even with all of that, I still had to be forced out of the relationship and you seemed similar. You didn't have a choice. She was moving. There was you were forced out of the relationship in some ways. And I think what happens is we then jade all of it. It took me probably a good two years before I let go of of only focusing on the bad memories to be able to completely say, okay, none of that was real. That was just my pain. And then to start looking at all of the beautiful experiences and wanting to see him as a good person instead of holding him accountable for my pain. And I wonder if you're in a place now that you need something to inspire you to see something that you've put aside. Yes, and from a safe, safer space than yes, safer if it was for the sure. same person. Mm -hmm. um, because this kind of brings up the emotions, but if it was the same, the, act, the person, the original person, it would just blow those emotions out of the water and it would be maybe too overwhelming and too intense for, it to, for you to be able to gain any per, uh, clarity and perspective. It would just yeah. be too much. Whereas here, it's like, well, you have to hold back because it reminds you of the person, but it's not the person. And you, you yeah, know? and you can see where Monica, it's you and not it? them too, right? Because if it was the other person, it would you you'd be there could be blame there. And because you know this person is not responsible, then that gives you a freedom to look at it from a different mm. angle. That's true. And to and to take your time exploring your emotions 
once again and and you know all the emotions the good the bad and the ugly and the you know fearful what's based in love what's based in fear and and maybe you know so so much so much possibility there yeah i was going to go off of what monica said um phoenix is that you're in a safe place to experience this and if that safety wasn't there perhaps you couldn't look at it with that that i don't want to say detachment um that space to note whether you can allow love into the experience and maybe if you don't feel safe the jadeness that that um christine mentioned can comes back in or some other but uh, inharmonious quality so yeah i think the timing yeah. where you can do it in a safe space allows you um to see it with a little bit more love and a little more lightness than those heavier heavier tougher breakup emotions right yeah and i've noticed that because i mean it's already i've become aware of like uh emotions that i'm feeling again that are related to the original <laughs> versus the doppelganger and i'm like okay so it's bringing up oh right it's bringing up okay i'm feeling this way this is familiar it's related to the first one and so i'm now i'm able to take those emotions and kind of look at them from a different perspective and see basically the the illusion or the false the narrative or belief that i had been telling myself all along and that's been how i mean I, that just happened like yesterday i was able to address like one little thing you know what i mean yeah if that, if that trigger like when you're triggered and now you're in a space where you can observe it and watch that wave kind of ascend and descend and you don't get it in its way you know yeah. you just kind of have that non-attachment to like oh i'm observing hey this triggers connected to the first person it can run its course and and it'll recede and you don't have to experience it again necessarily as strongly um because you didn't fight it you know you just had acceptance for it oh so yeah maybe it may be a part of why this other person came in now you're being triggered with the first person your first friend mm-hmm. and you you're not in the way of the triggers you're just sort of watching and going oh hey i remember this here's the first person let's <laughs> just let's just let this wave subside and it will um i always love using the wave metaphor because it reminds me whether it's a big one or a small one they do subside they have to yeah that's great that's awesome yeah it's amazing i mean i, I feel better already just getting it off my chest you know Ah, that's why we work better in groups, always. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah, so do so. so Sam, you've also been uh over the last week, you've been going through some different energy feelings too, right? Yes. Um certainly with like this project that I finally submitted today, this paper I had to write. Very interesting work, of course. Um I'm in a really meaty, awesome class. The reading is easy, but this particular paper um was a slog i constantly was getting interrupted or just didn't have the bandwidth for it and i just couldn't seem to knock this thing out it seemed to take forever and at first i thought it was just me like oh i'm i'm not being focused i'm not being disciplined i'm letting distractions get to me blah 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 but then as we started talking about what was going on and then i had a couple of nights interrupted sleep which I know that pattern well enough to know when something's wonky in the universe. Right. You know, I just sort of recognize that okay, something's wonky out there because I'm sleeping like this as opposed to like this. And then when we were talking yesterday, I'm like, "Oh, so maybe this is a little bit wonky." 
how you're working on a project and you have flow with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so none of that was there. It was it was uphill with wind both ways and tumbleweeds and snow <laughs> the entire time. Pushing that rock at the same time, right? Pushing that rock, yeah, pushing that rock, and it's 110 degrees in the sun with no shade, um, which was baffling me because the project was was important. I was learning a lot and it was very interesting. I had no inner resistance to the project itself. Um, so yeah, so, so that's then you start share. to yeah you start to recognize then that. Because here's another thing I noticed, and, and we didn't realize this as children, and this is why we have so much stuff trapped in us, is in that moment, if you didn't recognize the pattern, you might have associated one thing with the other. And this is the biggest thing we're working on as, as humanity right now, is untangling everything that we have trapped and connected. So you could have easily said, um, even though I like the topic, it's over my head. Even though I like the topic, I'm not qualified. I mean, you could have done some things to yourself that would have made it even harder to get through in the end. Oh my gosh, it's so interesting that you say that because this one particular section in the paper took me, it was only maybe 700 words. It was at the very end. I had four fifths of the paper written. It took me four days to get through. And it was just what you said just now, Christine, with that particular section, it had to do with interventions long and short term on a suicide intervention plan. And all of a sudden, I was like, how am I going to write a treatment plan for a depressed person that's a high risk for suicide? How am I going to do that based on reading a few articles and books that they subscribe? It's, it's amazing that you say that because that's where I was at. Um, and so how did my, you get yourself out of it? I tend to default to, and this is some of my natural name we'll go with that my natural nature but also what i've learned in our groups is seeking moments of flow as opposed to uh just blindly forcing it um and that's something you've spoken to me a lot about just kind of find those moments of flow and so i sort of just kept my my radar out when it's a flowy moment and i can get to this part and when it's time to step away and uh and go do something else, which is why I went to that, that tournament yesterday. I'm like, this is a moment to go do something else. So, Nicely done. Definitely. Because yeah. I do think when we're forcing anything, we actually get in the way. Can we do it? Yes. But guess what? We're also... So think of it like this. If you have like a thousand lines around a circle, so a thousand circles spreading out from a single point, and you're forcing your way through, you're not just crossing one line because... In order to get all the way through, you got to cross the other side of the same line. And there's something that happens. It's like, if you imagine when you're crossing, the, there's a, a triangle spreading out behind you. So you can visualize this a little easier. So not only are you touching the line you're crossing, you're touching the, the width. And the further you go, the wider that triangle is. This is the drag that happens with energy when we force ourselves. And so now you're crossing all of this space with your force that's causing more and more drag on you versus if you just waited till till you could do something. And sometimes, it's so if you're synchronistic with the universe, you don't have to worry about, well, am I gonna make my deadline? Because you can just know you are, as long as you're just trying to remain in that synchronicity. But if you're like bossing yourself and saying, you know, or making excuses or trying to avoid, now that's a different scenario. But if you're taking care of yourself, it'll always work out. That's what I find to be true. Yeah, I've learned a lot of that from this, that um, 
synchronicity. And also, somebody mentioned something in one of the clubhouses, and I really anchored in it with this paper. They said, essentially, the elements of the paper were already ready for me to access. Kind of like the muse has it. It's waiting for me. I just have to access it, right? The paper's nice. already written in some other place in the astral or the dimension. Yes, you can, go to, you can to go to a future moment for you and feel comforted by that, right? Yeah, yeah. And so I anchored in that. I'm like, okay, the, paper, the stuff is out there. I just have to find that moment of flow and the access will be so much easier than if I bang my head up against the wall you know, trying to be Mr. Discipline. Because I'm not necessarily a procrastinator with this stuff. I really try to be aggressive about homework. Mm -hmm. um, but in this case, I had to find the flow. Nice. Like you said. Yeah. I like that. And I submitted it this morning, and it. I just decided you are what you are, and I felt I did a good job. I did due diligence with it. You know, read it enough times to, you know, all my commas are in the right place so that <laughs> don't you use grammarly for those commas it makes life easier i, I love grammarly grammarly is my friend i'm gonna i'm dating grammarly all right let's go to step away for a few seconds okay monica have you had in the last few days any of these overwhelming energies or some shifts that you were able to recognize that weren't you um, last few days only the last <laughs> few months I would say yes really. Sam I totally understand I was in a relationship with Duolingo for a while and <laughs> it's good stuff but anyway yes um, so the last few months I've been seeing a lot of old things come up but um, I also want to just point out on a separate note there's so many great points being made from um, everybody right now that there's, there's just too many to um, acknowledge each one separately. But um, so the last few months, um, there's been a lot of old things coming up that I've had to clear out. But I think this whole past year, there's been so much coming up and I recognized that it was all not me. And um, I think the last few months, it just started to kind of become a little bit overwhelming because we've gone into this full shutdown, which you know what, no matter how much you try, it does get stressful. No matter how conscious you try to be of it, it's like, I know it's not me, but it, it eventually becomes a little bit much. So my mom um, was sick. She had some health problems. It was um, not COVID, but um, she, there was like almost an emergency surgery. And it was just bad because she's got, she's had like a lifetime of um, <laughs> health issues, cancer twice, etc. The last few months, the last three months now that she's been really unwell, like I've had to go there, take care of her, make sure she's like, bring her like little bits of food to make sure she's eating something. And it was just unbelievably like um, overwhelming and, and exhausting and frankly traumatic because it was bringing up all these um, things from like uh, living with them, which was not always ideal. But um, I'll just leave it at that but um it was incredibly overwhelming but i started to realize you know what this is an opportunity like this is and I, I just clearly got the message you know you need to deal with your emotions on this you need to face it now and now is the time and it's like it's it's those moments um it's like you know you go through your life healing all a lot of on the spiritual journey you're healing a lot of little things through your life and 
a lot of big things and then you know that eventually you're going to have to face the big traumas in your life and this was that moment <laughs> it and sounds like you had to do a surrendering too not just i mean you had to just let go of all the controls that you thought you had absolutely it re i really did and and you know what um i was very much resisting so um with with everything else going on in the world it just it was just became very intense and very difficult and also came with a lot of sleeping problems i basically was um seriously in some um having insomnia for a few months but that's all just literally the moment um when when was it a few weeks ago i can't recall the date it just you know what all of a sudden a switch flipped and i just started sleeping great and everything was fine and everything was dandy and um everything switched all of a sudden and and everything started to come together again as opposed to this sort of void that i was in where i had to um accept and really like exactly what you said i had to let go of all the um control i was trying to keep a tight lid on everything and just completely surrender to allowing it to heal now let me ask you because a, a lot of people talk about this word and they use surrender but in the moment you know exactly what it feels like but when you try to describe it later it can be really hard can you very much so can you try to remember what how it felt so that so that others can recognize hey this is what's happening and this is what the next step is and it'll be easier because i i know this is the course that i'm taking um for me this, like i said this you know i did I, it was it's easy to do on smaller traumas and and things but this for me was the big one so for me it was like an ongoing thing like okay I'm going to surrender just a little bit and then again just a little bit more and just a little bit more so for me it was like um I had to repeatedly um surrender a little bit you know I would pull back a little bit and then I'd surrender a little bit more and there's been a lot of healing that that um has happened in that relationship so how does it feel in that moment it's it's when you look at how much you're resisting um the love i think that's the only thing i can uh, mm -hmm. say in here but um i think that's actually one of my favorite quotes in the world i don't remember where it's from but um how, how did it go um the love with you withhold is the pain you carry and it was that moment where i'm like <laughs> it sounds great but now i actually fully have to do it like full on with with the biggest traumas and and the most amount of suffering that that certain people have caused me in my life for prolonged period of time and i had to really ah yeah and i that. i think another thing that really helped you even though we all resist this and we all hate it cuz on our best days we can handle it all but like you yeah. said everything was reaching a moment of stress and even oh, on your really? best day it was still a bad day because on our worst days, we have to surrender. We don't really have a choice anymore. Um, so the I was universe... not given a choice. Right, exactly. I, I got the message very clearly. Oh, no, no. It's on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're not up for it? Okay, well, here you go into the deep end. Good luck. Right? Do okay. it. All right, so I want to... It's not sink or swim. It's get up and swim. It's... Definitely, <laughs> you're yeah. doing it now. So, actually, I want to just... Um, add one more quick thing. Okay. Um, a lot of what got me through it was, um, and this is like um, a little bit going back to 
Phoenix, uh, your situation is, you know, a lot of what got me through it was my friends, my my soul tribe, checking on me daily, checking on me regularly, and calling, hey, how are you? How are you doing? How are you doing? How's your mom? And I'm like, oh my god, it's terrible. Right, they're forcing but, you to you know, stay aware, right? Yeah, yeah, but I mean, they kept me, they kept me in that safe space. They kept they were kind of like my lifeline a little bit so you know it, it is important to have that support and so there's times we can do it alone there's times where you know we need literally somebody to carry us through it and and those were the things that that helped me um sort of keep that balance and not not really sink into the the trauma and the resistance and it's like okay well <laughs> i can do it i can do it but yes nice great, good good insights christine thank you for that mm -hmm. So the one, the most recent thing I went through was surprising to me because, you know, I, I don't really believe in dark forces as far as I, you know, everything is love in the end or the absence of love. And I guess you could consider a dark force the absence of love. And when we have energy in the ether that passes through us, you know, we have a choice to take it up and learn from its lesson and then to send it back out or, you know, or to just not interact with it. And the more open we become, the more obvious these ether energies become. And so as things are moving through us, we can actually pick up a memory that has nothing to do with our lives and we can interact with it and learn from it and experience it and then and send it on its way. And I had, I was, I was babysitting my grandkids over at their house, which I had thought they were going to be at my house. And, and just a lot of circumstances had, had compiled to make my afternoon more difficult than I had expected it to be. So I was already open to the idea of difficulty because I was acknowledging that this felt difficult to me. And while I was sitting on the couch with the, the four-year-old playing um, a computer game, suddenly I had this very strong memory of that my entire life is, is made up of failed moments, that I'll never be anything more, and that my dream of eventually being a good person and having a good life has just been proven to me that that's a non-existent thing and every detail from here on out will be suffering and it was so strong and so pure this feeling that I really had to stop and I had to take account that this is not mine there's no chance this is mine I love my life and I know a lot of people look at my life and they see it differently than I see it but that's the blessing of being me I don't have to see my life the way anyone else does and I thought for a minute, okay, I can, I'm going to touch this just a little bit more and feel it. And it was so bad. The feeling was so bad that I nearly fell into the rabbit hole with it. And I caught myself. I said, oh, I know better. And I must back up from this immediately. And I must stand still because if I try to move in any direction before I rebalance, I, I will not be okay because I recognize this pattern. And so I did that and, and I got through it just fine. My, my point in sharing though is that a lot of times when we're confronted with these energies and these feelings and these memories and we get triggered and we get pushed and it's, it's very much like a movie that has a, a subplot going on in our lives and we choose to participate in the subplot or we, or we just say, oh no, and then the scene changes. And I think what's important is being able to recognize the things that lead up to these moments so that we're not going in blinded we're not because every time we're blindsided it's harder but every time we recognize that we're leading up to something it's easier i'm not saying it, it simplifies it it makes it completely easy but it's like monica was saying is she recognized that this was getting harder 
You know, and Sam recognized, and Phoenix, they recognized, but just the recognition isn't enough. It's, it's knowing that we're in control in each moment too. So there's the false control where we think we control everything outside of ourselves, and there's no truth in that at all. But then there's the real control where we know that every choice we make creates our reality. So what I did again in that moment is I chose not to indulge in something that would cause me pain. On a different day, maybe I would have wanted it. But in that moment, I, I said, never again do I need to feel that depth of pain. I've already worked through all that pain in my life. Why would I want to sit in it again? And I think in past experiences, I could be having a fine day and something small could happen and trigger me. And then suddenly I was back in the depths of the pain, even though it happened years ago. And I don't think I ever want to have that experience anymore because I, I know what it means to be in control of my life in a positive way. So, and I don't necessarily need those reminders anymore. And I wonder if Phoenix, this might be something that, that you're ready for is just to be like, okay, I keep getting this trigger because I'm asking for something, but what am I really asking for? How do I look at this? And, and how, do I, how do I know what's happening to me? So the first thing is, anytime you feel movement, your muscles tighten, your breath change, you know you're about to shift. That's a given. And that's where the awareness comes in. Where is my shift happening? Because if my focus is too narrowed, I'm not gonna recognize the shift and I might get in that rabbit hole and I don't wanna be there. I don't need that experience. So Phoenix, when you have this feeling of discomfort, um, have you have you ever noticed that like again the muscle tension changes the the stomach feel changes um, your intestines yes. everything right oh yeah oh yeah I can I can definitely feel it uh, yeah the, the tension and sort of uh, honestly I think it's a, a little bit of adrenaline you know yeah yeah and so that goes with what I was trying to bring on in Sam's experience too was how we connect things together that don't belong. And so the trigger then takes us through that pattern that we've already connected. So you probably have some energetic patterns in your body that automatically throw you into a state of being and those are what need to be broken. It's not yes. it's not the the heartbreak of the the the, the relationship because that's all past. Yes. That has nothing to yes. do with this moment. Yes, 100%. That's that's what I'm I, I recognize and, 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 and know that I'm just really uh, unfamiliar or, or not sure about the energetic patterns like you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Like, I know that's what it is, but I don't know what to do at that. You know, it's like, now what? It's like, okay, let me tell this story. Let me get some feedback because I don't really know how to address it next because it is patterns that right. I can see the patterns. Right, and you're at a place in your life where you're trying to break patterns and, and really be back in the truth of who you are. And that's the other thing is the patterns, as a habit, the brain and the subconscious, they enact these patterns. We don't even have to have a desire. When a certain, so for instance, if I'm looking at something, this is a pattern that I've, I've worked so hard to break and I literally, I mean, it shocks me that it took me as long as it did. But if I see something and the things suddenly don't add up and I'm shocked by what I see, in my relationship, my heart will start racing like 170 beats a minute with no effort of my own before I've even come to a conclusion about what I'm looking at because I have that pattern in me that there's a problem and it's a big problem and I'm gonna get my heart broken and that's exactly what happens is that pattern. And then I used to fall into it and then look for what was wrong. 
But now I realize, oh, this is a subconscious trigger that's tied to something. And I went in and I released that. And that's what I wanted to work on Thursday. That's why we set up that room for Thursday is to work yeah. on those broken heart patterns that pull us into these things that actually don't belong in this moment. But we keep bringing them back to the moment because the pattern triggers us to think that they're the same. Yes, definitely. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it on Thursday. <laughs> Um, okay, guys, I'm actually running out of time that I, that I, you know, I'm coming up to the end of my time. Do you guys have anything else you want to bring up? I don't, I but can I ask you? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Sam. No, go ahead, Phoenix. Mine is the same I just, I just wanted to ask Christine, when you said uh, for yourself, you, uh, at the beginning of that story, like, uh, you ended up having to do babysit over there and think you recognized things were com becoming difficult. Is that the lead up that, that you were referring to that so you knew you were already in sort of a difficult space? Exactly. Right, okay. right. Instead of being able to be okay, because I was, I started rushing myself. See, if I just slowed down in that moment that I started noticing that feeling of difficulty, my whole experience might have been different. I might not have attracted that other experience. But here's another thing I know. You're always going to have the last time that something happens to you. And... When the last time happens, that's when you lock it in. So I, again, have allowed myself and been asking the universe, okay, how do I stop bringing these discomfort, this, this uncomfortable experiences to me when I know I don't need them anymore, but I still keep having to confront them and then work through them. Even though I'm really quick and good at it, I don't even want to call them to myself anymore. And I believe that I finally had the last time of my last times. Gotcha. Yeah, thanks for that ex explanation. Just as a sidebar, uh, Angela is listening to us, and uh, I think just listening to everything everybody said has been very helpful. She just went through a huge challenge, and she's it's been tough. Um, so I just was hoping that silently throughout the day we could continue to send Angela some light and love. Oh, that's so sweet. I, I definitely will, will do that. And what I normally do is I set an alarm because I tend to forget to do that. What if I set an alarm and then just two to five minutes each time that alarm goes off and I just add that support. So if, you know, I, if anyone else wants to use that method and then Angela can feel supported throughout the day and maybe break some of these things that are, that are making it hard to get rid of. Thank you. Christine, I have to say your insights are always so amazing. This is just such a wonderful group that you know i enjoy every single person here so so very much and i say that every time i'm on here but i just really um it's it's just absolutely wonderful uh, it's a pleasure to have all these delightful people to interact with you guys and to hear i mean when when i hear people that know what i know my life gets easier because i know in the beginning i thought i was the only one that was going in this direction and then to find other people that understand and can articulate what it is we're going through it's it's such a powerful support to know that this is multiplying in our world and the world is going to flop over in this near future it's not it's not going to be outside of my lifetime yeah yes Monica, you can say that every time because I completely agree with you every time too, okay? <laughs> and I mean it just, I mean it probably like just as much and if not more every single time. Yes, <laughs> yes, me too. I feel it stronger and stronger every time too. 
especially like with some of the aspects like phoenix was talking about like i have a, a light awareness not an in-depth working knowledge of like some of the energetics and the other side but just you know bullet points in my brain that i can reference and so being able to gain the knowledge of some of the workings of things in a, in a way that i haven't been presented to do um and deepen my understanding has been helping me tremendously nice alright guys well if you want to stay in the room you can but I have got to run it's been a pleasure okay Good pleasure. Afternoon. thanks Bye, guys Christine. bye bye honey